0: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on the Nothing But Net Mm -hmm. channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. You can also catch us on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. That's where you can find... All the latest heat videos, but also all the latest on the Dolphins, our pregame and postgame shows, the Hurricanes and the other teams in town. And of course, five reasons, sports.com. As we speak, Brady Hawk working round the clock at Willy Wonka's Chalka Factory has already posted his takeaways before we've even had a chance to recap media day. Here ourselves. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, including our friends over at Prize Picks. Go to PrizePicks.com. Use the code Five. That's F-I-V-E. That's where you get the bonus. Anything that you put in, they will match it. So go to PrizePicks.com. Play the play the Power Play. Play the Flex Play. Play with different sports. Again, the NBA is not back yet, but you can play NBA when it comes back. But for right now, get in your NFL picks even before tonight's Monday Night game. You can play them in halftime, too. You want to go a different direction than you went before the game, you can do that as well. So go to prizepicks.com. This is the official fantasy partner, the official daily fantasy partner of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Make sure you're using the code 5, F-I-V-E. And now, today's episode. Down to bistang.
1: Yikes. Five on the floor, ride for my dogs here's the thing, you can check the score Hustle hard, couple scars, rain bubble frogs Just like say you in trouble, y'all Kept the floor playing, got an all bang Y'all seen the block, stop one hand Impact we trust, power have the guts We here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up welcome to five on the floor a daily insider show on the miami heat and the nba featuring ethan skolnick greg sylvander and alex toledo plus others from the five reason sports network
0: all right ethan skolnick back on five on the floor we're here at the miami heats practice court i haven't been up here in a couple of years um it feels strange uh, like the world ended and then we came back i'm here with alex toledo today's floor plan We're going to recap media day, or at least we're going to start to do that. We'll bring in Greg Sylvander as the week goes on and kind of get into some of the topics that came up today. But as we speak, it's about 2.45 p.m. Eastern. Most of the players have finished up here. We waited until the last of the players did their group interviews. The day started in the interview room where I was, where essentially Eric Spolster spoke, then Bam Adebayo, Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler, who kind of busted into Kyle Lowry's press conference. The three of them spoke there. The other players have come up here to the practice court. That's why you still see or hear a little buzz behind you. There's other reporters up here, but kind of a hybrid media day. Not as crazy and crowded as the old ones, but at least unlike last year, there's something <laughs> because we didn't have anything last year. We're kind of halfway back to normal, and I think it's going to feel like that all season. But what Alex and I are going to do today is we're going to go over our key takeaways. Obviously, Jimmy said some things. Uh, Bam said some things we want to get into. Tyler said some things. Duncan Robinson said some things about the contract. Uh, Dwayne Dedman played around with the reporters. But to me, the single biggest takeaway, because this is what takes this team from a competitive team, a potential contending team, to a real threat in the Eastern Conference, is the last guy we got to speak to, Alex, up here in the group. And the most introspective person today, I thought, was Victor Oladipo. And you should catch some of that sound. We're going to put it. We've already put some on Twitter. We're going to put it on the YouTube channel. But essentially, he talked about the struggle mentally of trying to come back. He did not give a timetable per se, but he kept saying he feels like he's back to normalcy. And he kind of acknowledged without saying it that this time the recovery process is being helped by the fact that the surgery was done correctly. (laughs) He certainly gave off that impression. But to me, Alex, he's he's the guy. I mean, you look at talent. We'll see if Kyrie ends up ever playing for the Nets, at least in Brooklyn. But you look at talent, they can't match, I don't think, the Nets' talent. Milwaukee's coming off a championship. We know what the Lakers are going to be. We know what Denver could be. This team is kind of, we've talked about it, kind of a, not a second-tier team, but kind of in that second group of teams. If they get a healthy Victor Oladipo back, that changes the equation this year. To me, that is the single, Kyle Lowry was fun, we'll talk about it, all the rest. Of, that's the single biggest thing I took away from today.
1: It's interesting that you say that because, you know, like you already mentioned, you were over there in the conference rooms getting all the gold with Lowry, Jimmy and Bam, you know, Jimmy in the in the headband and, and the braids, Lowry the first time in a heat uniform while I was out here in the practice court and, you know, Oladipo, like you said, was the guy, the last guy to come out here and I think the, the most interesting kind of storyline because of his comeback. And he kind of went into it, like you said, introspective. And it was just interesting to listen to him talk about it as somebody who was an NBA star who had kind of turned that corner into becoming that guy and then had to readjust his roles on different teams. And it's, you know, barely got to play with the heat and is not going to come back as a bench player on a team that has title aspirations. I think it's a really interesting situation hearing him talk about it was interesting. It, it, it was good to hear him talk about, you know, how where he was before with the surgery and stuff and how, like you said, he was hinting at, you know, it's it was done right this time. And the, he's more comfortable than he was in the past. So, obviously, he didn't give out a timeline, like you said, but he's pretty much the X factor for this whole season. Like him being a productive bench player for you is something that's probably going to get him. Like if you talked about tiers. If they really want to get into that first tier, he's probably the whole X factor. Just him being effective as a two-way guy I think is really the key to them having enough talent to beat some of these top-tier teams we're talking about.
0: Well, you always get a sense of a team on media day. Okay. Because kind of, this is, this is how I figured this out. And I have probably done about, I don't know, almost 20 of these at this point. Okay. But the way you sort of figure it out is it's like, who are you still waiting for to talk to? That's a good gauge of how good a team is. If a team's not very good, you come into a season, it's like, there's one or two stars and that's it. Okay. A couple of guys that they're trying to sell you on, maybe a reclamation project, maybe a young player that they like, And then there's the teams that are loaded. Okay. You come in here during the big three era. Oh, there's, okay. We're waiting on LeBron. We're waiting on Dwayne. We're waiting on Bosch. Then we're waiting on like premium role players like Battier and Miller. Oh, and for, you know, future hall of famer, Ray Allen. Okay. And all those guys, and you're waiting for these to come out. And like Udonis is, you know, Udonis in his semi prime is like your eighth guy that you're waiting to talk to. And then there's this team where i wanted to get a sense as you're waiting okay how many guys you're waiting on like how many how many guys on this team do you project big things for well we had three guys to talk to downstairs okay and they only made it available to you know a handful of us at first because again they're trying to limit things for covid and then they kind of had an issue with the zoom calls so we got in there really weren't a lot of questions of jimmy but with bam with kyle and with jimmy it's like you have three legitimate linchpins on this team not every Heat team has had that, okay? I mean, again, we're spoiled because of the big three, but not every Heat team has had that. Yeah, back in the with the way-begone days, okay, there's there's Tim and there's Zoe, and okay, you see MASH, and then there's a... But then you come up here and it's like, okay, we're still waiting on Duncan. We're still waiting on Tyler. We're still... Okay, and then you're waiting on Vic, okay? And and so I, I think, to me, this team, and this is what we've talked about a lot, and we'll get into some of Spolster's comments. This team is a good team on paper. It's not an elite team on paper, but it's definitely a good team. But that is why the Vic thing strikes me because when you start to envision this team with Victor Oladipo, semi-close to where he was. And you talk about him saying today, and to me, the key quote was, I want to be one of the greatest all-time comeback stories. He's not rock bottom, but you can see it from here. right? I mean, you go from being an all-star to being a guy who has to sign a minimum contract not not a mid level a one year minimum contract and he talked about having unfinished business here and how he wants to he thinks they can do great things but let's be straight if there were real offers out there for victor oladipo because there was trust in his health situation he wouldn't be here but he changes the whole thing because other things we noticed and we'll talk about some of these we'll go through, quickly through them tyler hero does look noticeably bigger mostly the legs okay it seems like that's where his emphasis was put this season. Duncan Robinson said Um, he was looking at pictures of Tyler back in the bubble and that, you know, the transformation has been incredible. Um, Jimmy, you and I both agree. He looks, he looks thinner actually, (laughs) like not in a bad way, but he looks like he lost weight, but he also seemed refreshed when he talked to us downstairs, He talked about just getting away from basketball. And I thought that was one of Duncan Robinson's better answers. I tried to get Duncan to kind of admit what they didn't want to admit last year, which is that they were beaten down, right? And he kind of did. He said, we kept trying to recreate what we had in the bubble. Why couldn't we recreate it? But the circumstances were all over the place. It was crazy. It was hard to get. So there were other developments here. And of course, bam, we both notice he's bigger. <laughs> he's bigger. He put, I mean, he talked about putting on the weight, but you can see it, but also his mentality. He's talked about it before, but his mentality is, he said, I want to be a shooter. I want to attack. All of these things can happen and they will be a good team. Victor Oladipo has the potential to make them a great team if those other things happen. Yeah, I
1: completely agree with you. And you kind of, by the way, noting all these different things about different players, so many guys came back and look, maybe it's just because we haven't been up close with the players in like a year or two now. So it's a little bit jarring seeing them up close again, but it feels like a lot of these guys got bigger over the offseason, right? Except Jimmy, who we said was thinner, but like, first of all, bam, you know, he talked with, uh, with Anthony Chang, there, great interview uh, about, the weight he put on over the summer, I think I believe it was from 245 to 260 pounds. So that's already big enough. But you see it here. You see the added weight here. I think Oladipo uh, also looks a lot bigger. So I don't know how that's going to, you know, affect his game or not whenever he does come back. But it feels like between them two, between Tyler putting on the weight, you know, you've got PJ coming in, Markeith coming in, Omer coming in, Deadman is back. It feels like they have so much size now. And I think I think we're going to notice that when they play on the floor, obviously you've got Lowry at the point now. So they just kind of got size all over. And you talk about Vic as this bench piece, like we may be taking for granted how much talent there is on this damn team. Like you already mentioned that having three linchpins, that's already something you can't take for granted just because we had the big three, like there's a lot going on here. And then you've got kind of Tyler and Oladipo as bench players. I don't know. I'm just looking at this team again, more now, like, OK, maybe they're a bit better than we gave them credit for. And especially now after the full offseason, after not having an offseason for so long, like they may be a little bit better suited for this regular season than I may have given them credit for.
0: Yeah, and I think we're going to go through some of those other reasons. But to me, the biggest reason they may be in better shape is what Spolster talked about, what Jimmy talked about, is that they had a chance to breathe. The guys who were still here, they had a chance to breathe. Obviously, Bam was in the Olympics, but the rest of them had a chance to kind of refocus. It's crazy when you mention these guys, like it hasn't even been a full year since they were playing in the finals, and a whole season passed in between. And it's just, I, I, I again, I'm not gonna let them all off the hook, the guys who were here for what happened against the Bucks. Okay, it was embarrassing but it was also understandable. Those are two different things. You can have a reason without having an excuse. And I do think them coming back is part of where that confidence comes in. There was also some interesting things we'll get to on the other side of the break. Eric Spolscher talked about kind of something we've talked about on five on the floor, that they view it as sort of three tiers on the team. You have your, your veteran guys who've been to the finals. We obviously know who those are. You have kind of your, your prime guys. The question is who, who joins BAM in that category. And then you have their development guys. And we talked to Struce today, uh, Others did. We've talked to him on the pod, but we talked to to Gabe Vincent today. Um, They've clearly told Gabe Vincent he has a chance to win the backup point. He said, because when I asked him about Nigeria, he said, well, the difference was there. I was playing more off the ball here. I'm going to play points. So you can see kind of where that solution is, but I want to get to some, we'll just blitz through some other takeaways here after the break. And then we're going to have pods on this all week, but I wanted to start with Vic because uh, again, I, I it's just a feeling you get at these media days. You can sense when a team feels good about himself We itself, when I sat down with us two media days ago, the last one we had, and I just noticed it was like a weight had been lifted off his shoulders. Call it the weight of Whiteside, whatever you want to call it. You knew it was going to be a better season because he's closest to it and he was energized. I felt he was energized again today. He feels he has pieces to play with. He's got a roster of dogs or guys they've developed who are beholden to them or guys like Victor Oladipo who have something to prove financially, physically, and all the rest of it. So we'll get into all of that after the break. Before we do, if you want to recover, go to therapistpreferred.com. That's a CBD company founded in 2019 by a physical therapist to maximize performance recovery for active people, 100% THC-free and third-party lab verified. All the products made in the U.S. with cutting cutting edge technology from organically grown hemp, the most popular products, the CBD sports cream, the strawberry lemonade gummies, which I just reordered, the green apple gummies, the tincture. You can get all of them there at therapistpreferred.com. Use the code 5REASONS. That's the number 5 reasons for 25% off your order. Again, it's therapistpreferred.com for all your CBD. Use the code 5, number 5, REASONS. All right, let's get to some of this other stuff here as we go, just some, some quick takes, and then I'll, I'll let you get to some of yours, and then we're going to dive into some of these. Um, P.J. Tucker, it stands out when he's here. He's a tank. <laughs> um, a lot of talk with him about corner threes, obviously how he's going to pair with Bam, but he's, you know, he's talked about playing with Bam before, um, and that's going to be helpful. Marquise Morris saying he always knew he would be here, um, he kind of hinted that he was going to be here maybe last year <laughs> and didn't end up here. Of course we know. And our Adam Barai has reported this, that his brother was almost here. Um, but I thought, again, both of those guys, it's funny. They're sort of low talkers. We had a little, trouble, you know, and we're some of these videos you guys hear this year, are going to be tougher to hear because we're, we're at a distance and we're in masks. Okay. And uh, some of the tougher guys in this team, they, they're like, you know, speak softly and carry a big stick types. Um, Kyle Lowry. I I thought that the biggest thing that Jimmy said when we've talked about this, but that Kyle will allow Bam to be BAM. And I think that there is, there is definitely, I think uh, you know, an anticipation for Jimmy for not having to push Bam all the time and also not having to handle the ball all the time. So those were things that I took away um, today. And then additionally about the rest of the rotation, the fact that Deadman talked about wanting to play with Bam a little bit more, that's something, remember, no experimentation last year. He just joined the team as you go. Don't say he's coming back from anything or that he's his career dead stopped because he doesn't like that. You have to jumpstart his career. He got a little irritated at that. Um, but again, I, I think that there's a feeling here that they have a group that can compete. As you think about other individual players today, what jumped out to you? Well,
1: listen, just from the Lowry perspective, that's the most important thing. Obviously, he was the biggest acquisition and I couldn't agree more. Like, I really do think he's just going to make things easier on everybody. It was good to hear him talk from the videos I saw as far as him being excited to make other guys better. Cause that's really what it's about, right? Like Larry's going to be probably the third best player, but he makes everybody's job easier on the court, whether it's the stars, Spo, you know, that the lower level players, whoever it is, he makes everybody's job easier because of what he brings on both ends, just kind of alleviating a bunch of different things for a bunch of different players. So that's first and foremost, you know, what you got to be most excited about. But to me, it's just like, you've got pieces all over that you can be excited about. And I know that's generally, you know, the sense of optimism on media day, very first day of school vibes, like everybody's generally optimistic, but a team that, you know, just got swept out of the first round, it feels good that to come in and see these guys that they picked up, like, okay, they really went out and plugged in these holes that we could all see. And we were all talking about for a year. And I just think it's going to make such a huge difference, starting with Lowry and just going from there. And like you said, um, I wouldn't have been surprised either with Spo just being in a generally good mood, just the way that he was two seasons ago was a similar vibe. Like you said, because he knows he's got all the right tools that he needs. It's like, he's got everything in the toolbox now. And so it's, it's a good vibe in here. I'm not going to lie. Like I just think the team is has high expectations for themselves. And at this point it's about just kind of redeeming themselves from the way that last season ended. Yeah. And like I
0: said, we're going to touch on all this. One thing I can say about Kyle Lowry, if he sits down and he says, hello or good morning, say it back because he didn't like it. when We didn't say it back today. I think the other thing that heat fans are going to like about this team, it's not always just about the way a team competes on the court, although obviously that is what ultimately endears the, the, the team to, to a community, but fans are back in the building this year from the beginning. And I think they're going to like the way this team interacts Um, That is always a big thing. When people talk about their favorite teams, heat teams, it's because of the way that those teams interact with each other and with the fans. They have a personality, right? The big three, as great as they were. They had a person that the Bosch, Chris Bosch had a lot to do with that for lightening the mood, but you know, the, the video bombs and all that kind of stuff. Well, you could already see it today. Okay. The moment that I'll remember off this media is always one is that Jimmy couldn't wait for Kyle to finish. OK, he was already clowning him from the very beginning. Kyle goes in and Jimmy in the braids is waiting outside. He's supposed to wait outside in the little conference room. Jimmy doesn't usually like doing those media things, but he was there early. OK, to, to watch Kyle. And then he tried to get a big face coffee cup on there. OK, I think that's what it was. I'm pretty sure uh, in front of Kyle uh, and Kyle was mocking him. In fact, Kyle was like the braids, the braids. You can already see their interaction, their friendship that they've developed, which is a clowning friendship. Fans are going to like that. And Bam's a clown, too. OK, and so I think you have
1: somebody else to loosen up that locker room, too.
0: I think that's huge. I, I'm glad you hit on that. I think that's huge. I think what we saw last year was a team that and it's no it's no disrespect to Goran, who we all love. And I think had that effect, too, in the locker room or to some of the older vets, like an Iguodala or whatever, or then Ariza coming in. It's no disrespect to any of these guys, but that team felt stale. There are always heat teams that it's like a year too long. And especially they were trying to recreate something that was pretty much impossible to recreate. And Duncan, I thought, hit on that perfectly. He just said, we kept trying, but we were with each other all the time in the bubble. And then all of a sudden you come out of that with the weight of expectations, no time off. You're back, and it's just nothing is normal still. You got testing every day, all the rest of this stuff. Now everybody split up. Right, and right, exactly. And they split up, and they go back to their fans. And it's just a weird sensation, I think. And I just don't think they ever got to their best basketball last year. Well, now I think they have a chance to, but they have better components to do it. And I think, and and I, we're going to talk a lot about Kyle Larry in the next pod, but the one question I asked Kyle was, did you think you would be playing at a high level of 35? And he said, if you told me I could take 15 years, I would have taken it. But he also said, I plan on playing at a high level for a long time to come. He feels like a young 35 to me. He doesn't feel, we've had some 35 year olds who've come down here who feel like they're broken by the weight of years, right? He feels like a young 35. I mean, I agree. I think Lowry just has a general, like,
1: buoyancy about him the way that he is. Obviously, I, like I said, I wasn't in that conference room. He did get to, you know, uh, strut in here while Jimmy was doing media stuff. And you could tell just from afar, they they like playing off of each other. They, they have that already, that, that friendship, like you said, that they had been developed over the years. And like I said, I, I think it's going to help loosen up the locker room. And, and um, Tyler also, I think, brought up a good point when he was doing the media availability there. Like, obviously, we talk about the you know, the short turnaround and not having the offseason. And now Tyler's come back looking bigger and he he he's obviously a father now. So things have changed. But I just think in general, like, you know, having all this time off, getting the revamped roster, obviously bringing in more talent. It's pretty much all optimism right now in this building, right? If Whether it's for me or from anybody else here, it just feels like everything's kind of going the right way. And um, I don't know. I just think, these factors that obviously are unprecedented when it comes to the NBA, like the, the shift from having to go to the bubble to last season, two seasons in one, all of that stuff is just a lot of unintended consequences and stuff that, that affects a team. And so I just think like they've come back from that nicely, even though I think we maybe expected a little bit more yeah. revamping, maybe a little bit more. They still got like five, six new guys. So it's not nothing.
0: Yeah, it's not. And it's what Eric said during his presser. And again, we'll cover this more. I keep saying that, but we got a lot to get to this week. It's what Eric said during his presser. He said Andy and Pat did a good job of reshaping this, I think, in Eric Spolscher's vision. And so, you know, we talk about bigs or smalls or this or that, and, and that does matter. It does matter the types of players you can play at certain positions, and there may be guys who may not be suited to a certain position that they may try to force. We'll see what Morris looks like at the five. If they do, then all the rest of this. But I think the biggest way that they wanted to reshape this thing in Eric's vision is he wanted dogs. He wanted guys, and he kept saying this during his presser. He said competing for a championship is hard. He's not talking about the regular season. He's talking about the first round, the second round, the third round, and beyond. That's what this organization thinks about. And I don't think they felt they had enough guys, especially you know into that second year with this group, that could do that anymore now you add a tucker you add a morris you add a lowry you have three guys who can do that if you get a pop if you get a pop from a if you get a pop from yurtsevin who i think that's an interesting story here if you get a pop from a Vincent maybe into a playable backup point card. But mostly if you get a pop from former all-star Victor Oladipo, this team looks totally, totally different. All right. We're going to get to more of this during the week. We do want to welcome back a sponsor here, Biscayne Bay Brewing. Make sure you get one. We appreciate them sticking with us here at five reason sports, get a tropical Bay IPA and Marlins lager, Miami pale ale, and also check it out at the arena. They're going to have much bigger presence at the arena this year. Okay. Because they were so popular last year, the tropical Bay IPA was outselling everything else. So get out here, When you get to the arena, try Biscayne Bay brew, the official brewery of the five reasons sports network and the only independent brewery in South Florida. And pretty soon with a tap house down the street where we're going to have watch parties. We'll be back with more episodes during the week. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five reasons sports network.